the college football experience power five preview on the sports gambling podcast networks presented by win bet. Get started today and you're going to risk free bet up to $500 terms and conditions apply. Get the details at winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by Underdog. Make sure you head over to UnderdogFantasy.com and use the promo code SGPN for a free $25. Yes, you can use the uh, free $25 to enter their Best Ball Mania 2. First place in Best Ball Mania 2 gets a million dollars. That's right. Sign up now for a free shot at a million dollars. Drafts are happening constantly, and it's not just NFL. They also have NBA, MLB, and more. Underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN for your chance to win a million dollars. We're also brought to you by the SGPN app. Yes, of course. Don't forget to download the SGPN app in the App Store or Google Play Store today. Hey, what's up, you degenerate gamblers? This is Bill Burr. And you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, baby. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome, welcome to the college football experience, Power Five and Notre Dame conference preview. My name is Colby Swinging Database Dan, aka Pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick. You all-American son of a bitch. And I'm joined by my co-host, former JMU Duke defensive back. Give it up for the burrito eating. Sideline kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing. Patty C in the place to be. Hello. Yeah, buddy. Yes. Give me the great vibes. This is Richard Simmons just dancing around. Arms up. Yes. Left, right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And third man in the booth. Give it up for the rooftop IPA drinking, homebrew making, tobacco road living, the free lock giving. Former, former Herndon Basketball League MVP. Give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. What's up, guys? How we doing today? We got the three amigos here, and we we last week, uh, you know, where I know we're in the middle of dropping these 130 episodes for every college football team, even some 2.0s and some FCS probably coming as well. Uh, but don't forget a la- last week we dropped an episode of the group of five where the group of five preview, where we basically went through each conference projecting who we, who we thought uh, would end up in the conference championships and also the biggest storylines within the conference. So check out that episode because this is the part two, or should I say the part one to that episode with the power five and Notre Dame. And I think we should just start start shooting right there with the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Look, Brian Kelly's done a great job. I think there's no denying that he's a great football coach everywhere he's been, whether it's Cincinnati, Central Michigan. You know, he has done a great job. He's he's definitely definitely 
uh, one of the better coaches in college football. Now the question is though, is can Notre Dame actually get over the hump? I mean, yes, they've gotten over the hump before, but in a way they, they get to these, they, you know, they were a part of the ACC for one year and they, they ended up going to the ACC championship and they got the tar kicked out of them. And then they proceeded to get the tar kicked out of them again, the following week uh, or the following game with the, uh, in the inventational, what do we make of Notre Dame and what, what uh, should we expect uh, progression wise with Brian Kelly this year? What do you think? Who are you, who are you starting out with here? Yeah, go for it. Patty. So you're, you're the biggest <laughs> Irish fan here. That's true. That is true. Uh, my brother is rolling in his non-existent grave right now. As, uh, as you say that, uh, thank it's God easy to see a tide turn <laughs> now. What do I think? I think we just previewed Notre Dame and we're going to drop that. That one's dropping tonight, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you will hear that. I said, I expect them to go 10 and two, right? Thereabouts and uh, narrowly. So, so more of the same is what you're saying. More of the same. And le- until this team gets some explosion at the wide receiver spot or somewhere on the field, I guess Kyron uh, Williams is explosive, but they need, you know what? Jack Cohn could be your Chris Winkie that takes a really talented team over the top just by kind of being an, a good game manager. But what did they have? Peter Warwick. They need someone like that to take them yeah, to the they next. They also level. had Lavernius Coles. That was a really good receiving core. Yeah. Um, if okay. I can interject, that same, you're talking about like that same is a bad thing. If you want to look at the whole, uh, all 130 teams across the country or whatever the number is right now. Uh, the better teams, the the top echelon, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio state. Other than that, Notre Dame is right there with Oklahoma and Georgia and whoever else. So we're talking about this. Like it's a bad thing. Brian Kelly has lifted this program up to the fact that they're in playoff contention pretty much every year. I'd say he's doing a hell of a job. I mean, I think he is doing a hell of a job there, but that also wasn't the question though. Yeah. But I also think almost every key game every big game, they kind of are on the short end of the stick there. I mean, look at that. They're not on the short end of the stick. They're on the fucking miniature end of the stick. Yeah. I mean, look, you could say the question is, can they jump up and be, and be as good as Ohio state Clemson, even Georgia, Georgia swept them in the season series. Although they lost by one and by like four and by six and one, but the one with six was a 13 point game with about three minutes left. So they, they did kick that one up a little bit. Um, and uh, I mean, look, I go to 19, they lose to Michigan 45, 14, and they lose to Georgia. Those were the, their two hardest opponents on the schedule. Yes. They beat USC. I guess you could argue was USC better than Michigan that year. Perhaps uh, I don't think so though. But uh, my point is, is that Notre Dame fans want more out of this. They're not, they, they get rolled every time they play a good team now, now, now or, or a top 10 team for the most part. Yes, they beat Michigan the year before in 2018. Really a top five team. Yeah. Probably like top, yeah, more so top five. And it's the way they lost, too. I mean, honestly, if you look at some of these losses, uh, if you want to go back to. Well, they're just always missing a piece. They're always missing a piece. They have turned the line into an extreme plus, but they're still missing the receivers. You know? Well, yes, you know, success breeds a thirst for more success, you know, on upon the fan base. So Georgia wants more. That's why Georgia wasn't happy with Mark Richt. That's why if they can't do it this year or next year, they're going to want more too. I agree with everything you guys are saying. They are seem to be missing a piece or two in order to win a national championship. 
But let's go back to the Charlie Weiss days. Don't forget <laughs> about those days. Yeah. Okay. Be grateful for what you have. That's, That's for sure. true. I, I'm all on board on that. But let me ask you this: What's the ceiling? Can they go undefeated this year? No. Regular season, yes, I think so. But uh, if you actually look at it, they don't play. Uh, I mean, I guess you could make the case that North Carolina was a top ten team. I didn't value them as a top ten team last year. The only top ten team they're playing, in my opinion, would be Cincinnati. I mean, USC could be pretty darn good this year. I, I don't believe they're a top ten team, though. Yeah, it's still a it's still a tough schedule, though. It is. Uh, no, it is. I'm not. There's trying... no gimmies. There's no layups. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I'm Unlikely just saying they go twelve and zero. I'm just saying if you look at what Brian Kelly does, he normally beats the teams they're supposed to beat, and when they play top ten teams, they traditionally lose. Yes, they beat Clemson with Trevor Lawrence out, but I would say he has a very bad record against top ten teams. Here is a a situation where they yeah. might not be playing any top to top ten teams. Cincinnati preseason top ten, but we'll see. And Cincinnati's like a top ten team that is there based on great coaching, and they have like around the forty uh, mark in terms of recruiting rankings. So they're they're way ahead of where they should be in terms of talent. So that's not the type of team that normally blows the doors off. So the so, so my point is is that if you make that case, then there's a chance they could go undefeated. Right. Sure, I guess there's a chance, but I don't see it happening. I think yeah. Patty C's uh, prediction of ten and two is much more likely than twelve and zero. I agree, um, but okay, let's get into this then because Patty C, what he essentially did is he ranked the. I said Patty C, let's rank the conferences based on your projected order. Uh, that's why we opened with Notre Dame because we're going to go from worst to first based on the conferences. Patty C's order, I actually agree with it. So, I will say this yeah. about Notre Dame real quick. Uh, are you guys at all excited about uh, Brian Kelly beating Newt Rockney's record as the all-time no. winningest? No, because there there's record. way more games scheduled. Okay, that's true. His, yeah. his win percentage is still way lower than Rockney's, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, I'm a live in the moment type guy. I don't get caught up with that historical stuff. I could care less. He says that now. Wait till Coach K's final season in, in, in college basketball. Every night, Nick will yeah. be reminiscing. He's already smashed every every record possible. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're gonna be crying. Except the record of making the tournament. What if he misses the tournament two years in a row? Huh? Huh? Uh, the trash talk is there. We started. go, buddy. We're there five we months go. Away. Uh, all right. Well, well. Ba- based off of the rankings, I actually do agree with Patty C's conference rankings here among the Power Five. Uh, we're going to slide right into the ACC as our fifth-rated conference. Surprise, surprise! The West Coast Echo Chamber Studio guys <laughs> put the ACC last, buddy. That's my favorite conference. I'm ACC through and through. He's a truther. They they just are not that good of a conference. Now, no, actually, I agree. I, I you know I mean Clemson has has been their only saving grace for the last five years. So actually, yeah. I don't agree with. I, I mean, I do agree with uh, them being fifth on the list. So I mean, Pac twelve is close. Hard time. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I, I twelve is close because they don't have the Clemson because they don't have yeah, the Clemson, right? right. Um, so we look at this this conference here. Uh, what well, first off. Big storyline for me uh, in this conference before we, we project our, uh, our our ACC championship and stuff. I think it's going to be watching throughout the season, watching the uh, the the coach watch because there's potential. There's potential for I'm counting. I think four coaches could be gone by who, this year. Who do you got on the hot seat? Well, obviously Fuente. Justin Fuente is number one. Yeah. Actually, D- Dino Babers is probably number one. That's true. Then Fuente is probably two. Uh, three David Cutcliffe and four. I'm gonna make the case for Pat Narduzzi. Mm. 
I think Pitt might be tired of being a six and six team. How many years can you do it? There should be some change at some point. Uh, the coastal, they could win the coastal this year. I mean, same with Virginia tech or Duke, <laughs> but uh, I just think there's a chance that they're stale. They're feeling it's a little stale in Pittsburgh and they're saying, Hey, maybe we need to move on to the next coach. So I know you can kind of make the case for Jeff Collins, but I think it's too early, but that's one of my big storylines. I also think the big storyline of can North Carolina take the next step? Cause I know that preseason magazines have them in the top 10. They weren't a top 10 team to me last year. Yeah. I think that's on everyone's radar right there. Yeah. Can they take the next step? And I think, uh, I, I I'm the team that's most intriguing to me is Boston college. That's true. I, I haven't said that probably hasn't been said <laughs> since Glenn Foley. You know what I mean? But I, I do find this team to be the more, they have a very easy schedule. And I think Halfley was very impressive in year one and, and Phil Jerkovic back at quarterback. I, I think they're one of the more interesting teams in college football. Dare I say, what, what do you guys make of the ACC? Should we go by the division? Let's start out with the Atlantic. It, I, I would have to agree with you. I don't think I've ever once been interested in Boston college football, if I'm being honest, but they are kind of an interesting team given that schedule and the coach and the quarterback situation. Yeah. Nick, uh, what, what are you making of, of Boston college in the Atlantic? I do think they're probably the most interesting team in that division. There's a couple others on in, in the coastal, which I find interesting as well. We'll get to them, but I mean, you know, it's, it's not a very interesting race. Obviously Clemson's going to win it. I guess the interesting part is who comes in second uh, BC w- will be vying for that as will NC state Louisville. You could argue wake force possibly. Uh, but yeah, I think Boston college is very interesting this year. I think they have, they could have a, a, a special year if everything goes their way. Yeah. If you want like a, a, a play that you could say what, I mean, if everything goes their way, you could honestly make a case for them 10 winning or 10 or 11 wins. <laughs> I mean, I look at the schedule besides the Clemson game, I'm looking at it right now and I don't see a for sure loss anywhere else. That would and be, they played Clemson tough last that year. That kind of yeah. thing happens too. Like teams just come out of nowhere, and you say, "Whoa, they're really good." I guess that coach is awesome, or whatever. When it's really a lot of things breaking their way, and maybe it is partial. Ma- maybe this is like is really Kansas good. in two thousand seven, right? You know what I mean? Because you look at Colgate, UMass, Temple, Missouri, but they get Missouri and Chestnut Hill. I would favor Missouri by a field goal or so, but I, that's a winnable game. Then they're at Clemson, you where they assume they take the L. Yeah, that. But then after that, though, they get a bye week before NC State, which is probably their top competition in the conference besides Clemson, uh, for that number two spot. Uh, then they're at Louisville. That's the hardest stretch of the season for them. Is probably the NC State and at Louisville. But after that, it's at Syracuse, home to Virginia Tech, at Georgia Tech, home to Florida State, home to Wake. This is a great schedule. I feel like they've done well in those like weeknight nationally televised games against Virginia Tech, whether it be Thursday or Friday night. And this one is a Friday night. Yeah, yeah. So I think we're all just remembering uh, Matty Ryan. Yeah, yeah. Matty Ice. <laughs> Matty Ice. A couple times back right. then, though. Yeah, I think I think two years in a row, kind of you know, great games, and and BC found a way to win both of them, if uh, I'm not mistaken. I think you're right. I yeah, think I think there was an Matty outside. Ice. Yeah, I think there's an outside chance BC and NC State could push for double digit wins, especially if you include a potential bowl win. Uh, both teams, are, I think, are fairly even, but BC does have a slightly easier schedule. So, yeah, those two teams will be fun to watch. I mean, who would have thought we Boston College would be the most interesting storyline 
in the ACC five years ago, <laughs> two years ago, four months ago. I don't think they are. I think North North Carolina or what? North Carolina should well, be. Yeah, I think BC is the most interesting in the Atlantic. Atlantic. Okay, I well, agree. Well, with you. I could think of three or four more in the coastal when it comes to UNC. What the hell Miami's going to do? Are they overrated like usual? Can Virginia Tech can they can Fuente save his job? Uh, what is pit ceiling? You know, I think the uh, you, you guys were saying last week that you thought the um, Atlantic was more interesting, I, and I, I said I, I disagree. I stand <laughs> by that statement because I I know the coastal is going to be a, a complete crapshoot. I I <laughs> haven't I, like knowing that Boston College could be eleven and one. It, 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 it's just, that's crazy to me. That's absolutely crazy. Whereas well, like the coastal, I'm like, I don't know what is going that on. That just there. goes to show how far Miami and Virginia tech have fallen. Cause there would uh, 10 years ago, there's no chance that or 15 years ago, really for, for Miami, there's no chance you would ever be more interested in Boston college than Miami or Virginia tech. But now that's that they're, they're mediocre at best. And they're at the point where it's like, Hey, prove it or else I'm not going to believe I believe too many times and you fail me too many times. Yeah. Uh, family wants shame on you. Where's that George W. Right? Yeah, right. It's easy to see a um, turn. Uh, let's, let's talk. Uh, but I am so- interested in Miami being, being a kind of like Miami believer. Dear King, there's part of me that thinks there's magic. Maybe they get Alabama. <laughs> and even when they're not good and even when they lose is all, it's still interesting to watch them lose. <laughs> yeah. They're like the Redskins win, lose or draw. It's entertaining watching their season. Uh, so we all have Clemson winning the Atlantic, right? Yeah, correct. Okay, so we can now shift over to the coastal. I'll say this: Clemson's extremely thin at quarterback. If y- if get gets dinged up, it would be a walk on. The door opens. That would be their backup. Yeah. Uh, I just speaking of DJU, I just heard his first endorsement is with Bojangles. Oh, oh man, is that fried chicken? Yeah, yeah, buddy. That's a North Carolina <laughs> kind of base. South uh, Carolina, yeah. Bojangles, Bojangles, well is played, money. dude. Well I, played. I have heard uh, people in the South swear on Bojangles more so than Popeyes, more so than the college football playoffs, more so than the Colonel, yeah. more so than the college football. <laughs> now, churches, churches. Is that a Southern thing, or is where where is churches? Churches chicken. I don't yeah. know. I went to one in San Bernardino that, once. That's kind of a ghetto one. Yeah, that's that more of a ghetto. Yeah. It's more of a yeah. Compton one. Right yeah. um, <laughs> let's uh, let's talk let's talk coastal guys because in the eight, uh, you guys Nick Nick says it's uh, the more exciting side of the the conference. I guess it's exciting because we don't know who's going to win. I think, you know, you touched on Miami. I am not a believer in Miami. I am actually, I'm very bullish on not believing in Miami. <laughs> and, uh, and after that, I mean, yes. Could Miami win the coastal? The Miami could win the coastal and I still wouldn't believe in them. <laughs> All right. That's my point. You wouldn't believe they had a chance in the coastal. I'm, no, I would just <laughs> say like, I still don't believe they're like a, 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 a for re- like, what 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 do they got to do? Seven and five to win the coastal? Yeah, seriously. I mean, here's the thing: is they're just like they're not putting the players on the field. They, they even if they have like decent recruiting rankings, you're not seeing Sean Taylor and Edron know, James, Rocco yeah, Roscoe yeah. Parish being their number three receiver and shit. I will say that Derek King is fun to watch, and I just saw a column today. Now the column was about a month old, but apparently his rehab is going splendid. And there's a chance he could be out there against Alabama. If so, I think he at least gives them a chance. I also saw that Miami is expected to have a top three offensive line in the ACC. 
you know, their running backs are good and the receivers are good. And that tight end Mallory is going to f- step right in to where uh, Brevin Jordan was. So they have some interesting pieces and you know, the defense needs to play better. They put, need to play more consistent, you know, um, on in one week, Miami looks really good. The next week they're getting just whipped by UNC. They're interesting. I, I still say they're interesting coming into the year. They're the same Granted, team as theirs. They're like the Arizona state where it's like, yeah, they got talent. And it's that like, is kind of where they've gone. Yeah. To. Unfortunately, yeah. although I'm still with Nick, I, I'm still buying into that upside. Well, I'm not buying into the upside of Derek King playing week one because he's going to get destroyed whether they play or not. <laughs> uh, How sorry do you feel for the uh, backup? <laughs> uh, it's, it's, I think his name's like Van Dyke or something. I don't think he's ever got a snap in, as far as I know, to Just go up against Alabama. <laughs> yeah, pretty horrible. Um, and they're away games. I mean, I'll give Miami this. This is a tough schedule. They got uh, you know ten Power Fives, and then App State, and then Central Connecticut State. But um, drawing also, you know, they they, they draw uh, NC State from the other side of the conference, and then obviously uh, Florida State. But um, I just don't see. Look at their away games. If you look at these away games, if you're throwing Bama and there's a neutral site, you got Bama. North Carolina, Pitt, Florida State, and Duke. Well, Duke's easy, but I, I don't think they're going to win at Pitt. I know we covered that on the week to week thing. I think at North Carolina is tough. They get a bye before it, which helps. But uh, I, I don't know. I just don't think they're. I think they're going to be like seven and five, eight and four. Dude, I just watched uh, one of those like condensed like you the game last year UVA versus Miami. That game was you know the UVA had a touchdown called back, bullshit touchdown called back. They're not much better than anyone else in that division. You know, I, it, I would love to see Miami be the 2002 Miami hurricanes and play against Clemson and give us fucking, you know, Alabama LSU and the ACC. It's just not going to happen right now. Unfortunately. Yeah. Agreed. So, so let's talk. Uh, I mean, you, we, North Carolina, are you guys buying the hype? You buying it? Patty C are you selling it? I'm selling it. I'm selling it too, Nick. I mean, I guess to a, to a degree right now, they'd be my, my pick to win the coastal agreed. Um, now I don't think they're going to like sniff the playoffs or anything. I think they're probably going to go nine and three. Yeah. Which I think would be the under, right? Cause I think it's at 10 yeah. or is yeah. that, is that nine I think, and a half I think it's at nine and a half or 10 expectations yeah. for North Carolina. I, 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 I mean the, yeah, if I had to blindly pick who wins the coastal, I would pick them, but I don't feel great about that pick. No, no, I don't. Um, this is a team. And I think once again, I think they have tough away games. If they lose to Virginia tech out the gate, they're at Virginia tech. They lost a ton of production last year. You lose. I that. can't wait to watch that game. Lane's yeah, gonna be is going to be rocking. But if they lose that, that's a divisional game. And I got news for you on uh, on a, on a short week in November, they play at Pitt. I think that's a tough road game. They also play at NC state those are all in conference. They also play at Notre Dame out of conference, but I, I just think it's a tricky road slate. They're only like for sure. Road win would be Georgia tech. So, um, and even that, I feel like Georgia tech could be improved and kind of stay close with them. You know, wouldn't, I mean, I, I, I think mm. North Carolina wins that, but it wouldn't shock me if that's a 28, 21 game because North Carolina's defense was really bad last year. Wake stayed in that thing. Wake put 52 points on them. Yeah. I'd say more 58, 51. Yeah. <laughs> wouldn't surprise me. Um, well, you mentioned the team who could, who could surprise people. That's Pitt. 
Yeah. So I think Pitt in conference, first off, they get both UNC and Miami at home. Great schedule. And yeah. and their their road trip at Virginia Tech, they have a bye before it. Yeah, uh, well, I mean they draw Clemson, but they get Clemson in Pittsburgh, which actually I believe has never happened. Is that true? So I was told when when I was on the Clemson podcast that they Clemson has never played at Pittsburgh. Too bad it's not like a November game or something. I yeah. think you know, in in what mid to late October, it's not like uh, I mean, you you have the high grass and you have the wind, but it's not like it's going to be that cold. Yeah, but still, I do think Pitt is a team that uh, I I think they're the true wild card, and I think they're. I know you you asked before, like what's their ceiling? I think their ceiling is winning the coastal. They got a six-year senior quarterback. It's another year in Mark Whipple's offense. I think this team. Yes, did they lose some players to the NFL on that defense? Sure, they actually had more players drafted than Clemson. A lot of people don't know that, and uh, I I think they could. I mean, I like where they catch North Carolina short week on a Thursday night in Heinz Field. I like them. Actually, they get Clemson, Miami, and North Carolina all in Heinz Field. So, I mean, if they can protect home, still, that's a brutal stretch. It is. It is. At Virginia Tech, Clemson, and Miami consecutive weeks. When the conference was constructed as it currently is, those were three of the four teams they envisioned as the powerhouses. Ooh. Yeah. Let me say this weather in Pittsburgh, uh, Pennsylvania, average temperatures 60 in October, high of 63, low of 45, right? In November. Now, this game's October 23rd. So, getting towards that November range, high of 51, low of 37. Well, and for North Carolina, November 11th. That's yeah. yeah, that's big. Maybe yeah. it starts to get a little cold there. Uh, no, but I think would you guys agree? Ceiling is winning the the coastal for Pitt. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, and if you want uh, an even longer shot, then you got to talk about Patty C's boys UVA. Uh-huh. And I like it. I, I I think they have a shot. They have their whole offensive line returning. Most of the defense, including that uh, their you know, their best DB, that safety Joey Blunt, who missed most of last year with an injury. And if you look at last year, you know, they went through what a four game losing streak in October. Well, Brennan Armstrong missed at least two of those games, if not like two and a half, because I think he got hurt in one of them. If they win half those games, instead of losing all four of them, then they had a really good year last year. So I think UVA could make some noise this year. Are you talking about the defending coastal champions? Uh, Technically, right? Yeah. (laughs) It's just like their basketball year, right? They're the last team to win the coastal. You know, they had that for like three or four different sports where they had some significant <laughs> like victory that lasted several years. Uh, championship. But I think Nick makes a great point here. I mean, you look at the schedule, they've had North Carolina's number. You let them win that September 18th game. Four in a row. I, I mean, I, I don't see like what's the clear cut loss. And now, obviously, they're not going to go, I doubt they go undefeated. But, but I can could, see them beating Miami. Yeah, Mendenhall can the claws. I mean, he had good quarterback play from uh, who's the uh, transfer from Arizona State a couple years back. Drawing a blank on his name. Oh man, uh, he's in. Yeah. But he 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 was really yeah. good. And I, let me tell you this, nigga. I love Bryce Perkins. Perkins got yeah. it. Nice. There you go. Yeah. Uh, I love your flag plant, Nick, on UVA and on Brennan Armstrong. And I and I was when I was watching that condensed UVA Miami game. He's sneaky, man. He gets. There we go. Yeah, he gets. He is such a Bronco Mendenhall by the hair of his teeth. <laughs> he, whereas Perkins would like gash you for like a sixty-yard run. Brennan Armstrong would gash you for a twenty-yard run by sneaking just beyond your gas. He's got sneaky speed, and so that's just enough with that defense to make them I, win I'll make close this, games. I'll make this prediction: they're going to get one of these teams that we're not expecting. 
And I and by the way, I don't know if you guys remember this, but Mendenhall has has really done well against Mac Brown. He's kind of the guy that got him fired at Texas when he ran for like 400 yards against them, <laughs> right? Remember to, they went up and played in in Provo. Yeah, got fucked up by yeah. Bronco Mendenhall. Um, won both of those games in that series. Yeah, right? they won both those games in that series. Uh, so I mean, I I do think they're going to get one of them. They're they're a sneaky team because they they're they're fundamentally sound and they're tough. The coastal is going to be yeah. a shit show again. That that's why it's not as interesting to me. Is it? I mean, that's it's why interesting. It is more interesting because every game counts. Every week in week out, you're you're you know you're jockeying for position down the stretch teams need wins. I, I mean, uh, it's a lot of fun, man. It's like when the Seahawks w- w- make the playoffs at like six and 10 in the NFC West, you know what I mean? I feel <laughs> like that's the, the watching the coastal. See, Colby loves this like at certain points. And then at other points he's completely disinterested. In it. Well, I think I'm just disinterested because it's like Miami should be good. You know what I mean? It's Virginia Tech. It's just like, what is, what do we have? Right. You could kind of make the same argument for like the PAC 12 South. That's true. USC should be good. Yeah, no, but I actually think Utah is for real. Like Utah is what Virginia Tech to me was like ten years ago. Yeah, you can make the same argument for the for the Big Ten West, other than some Wisconsin teams. But they play up. They they. My point is the ACC teams play down. They play down to me. That that's the difference. Like the Big Ten, it's like Northwestern and Wisconsin and Iowa are always playing, playing above up. their level. Yeah. yeah, and that's what the same with Utah. That's very true. That's what I'm saying. Like North that, Carolina what, should be way better. Miami should be way better. Virginia Tech should be even way like better. Pitt should be better. Yeah, it's like Pitt had more players drafted than Clemson. How how are you six and six every year? You know what I mean? Like it, that's it's like six teams shitting their seven that, teams. That's shitting what I'm the bed. saying. Is like that. That's my point exactly. Is like the Big Ten West. You see classic teams overachieve almost every year. You know what I mean? Like they're playing way beyond their level pack pack 12 South. Yes. You have the USC UCLA angle. So I think it probably compare there, but I also think Utah plays way past their level. And I even think take Colorado last year, Carl Durrell played way past their level. You know, I, I see the comparison though with the pack. They South. are all kind yeah. of similar a little bit, but uh, I don't know. I just don't find, I think it's just that it's like for years. And I feel like it's the hype. For years, I've been hearing about Miami. I, yeah. I guess I could say the same about USC, but USC actually lived up for it more recently. The Big Ten yeah. West, you never think Miami, uh, uh, Wisconsin's not getting hyped to win the national championship. Yeah, every they, year. they were talking like well, Miami's going to beat Bama. I'm like, shut up! I've seen like <laughs> experts and like until you pr- like they just what I'm part like, of the, isn't part of that just to like get clicks and just to make a hot take. Maybe. Do they really think that? I think a lot of these people believe it. I think they believe it too. I mean, I think it's like Texas. Miami and Texas are like the same team to me. Yeah. Texas hasn't won a, a Big 12 championship since so 2009. And it's like they're living on this rep. The name is so Texas big. Texas had what, four losing seasons in the past yeah. decade? You know, that's probably what Notre Dame was like in the 90s when you started to hate them. You know, was when like they had the whole 80s or whatever, their whole like history yeah, in the yeah. background. Everyone thought, oh, it's Notre Dame. They're going to come up. And it's like, how many times do I have to watch this team fucking not yeah. meet a, like expectations? Uh, I mean, what? I think Miami is one and two in the past two years against the Conference USA, <laughs> including a <laughs> shutout right? loss. And, and I got to listen to this shit every year. You know what I mean? And I, look, I, I'm almost just like, just someone step up to the plate and, and challenge Clemson. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's the frustrating part. Is 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 th- this is probably why I think it's worse than the Pac-12 South, is because there is no Clemson in the Pac-12, so it's like okay we're gonna get two random teams, so that's kind of exciting, 
like this is like no, I need someone to step up to the plate and play with Clemson. And in the Big Twelve, at least like USC has won six straight uh, conference titles, but at least there's competition. Not USC uh, or uh, yeah, Oklahoma. Oklahoma rather. Yeah, there's competition. Yeah, Irish. I mean that was a close game last ACC year. is boring, dude. Club. You go back and look at at what 2019 Virginia schedule. You're gonna say or, or uh, uh, ACC schedule. I think. You know, Clemson beats the team in the ACC championship by like forty-seven points. You know what <laughs> I mean? Similar to, similar to what Ohio State does. That's kind of that true. was actually a game last year though with Northwestern. Yeah, it's a little closer in the Big Ten, but yeah, Ohio State's dominance of the Big Ten is it makes that conference kind of boring. O- I'm just o- saying you could argue the same thing Alabama does to the SEC East too, with the exception of well, maybe a one Georgia game or you have to go back like ten years to have you know. But that Florida, Florida. game was a seven-point game last year, dude. Never within. I mean, it was never, you know, Bama it's true, had it. but not like, dude, go at back least and it's look. Georgia and LSU and Florida, like teams that can potentially win national championships. That hold they're on, look, look at this, whipping the shit out of. Look at this. Like, Last year's ACC championship was a twenty-four point difference, and even that, I think, was some where some was some, you know, getting some garbage points there. That that's close for, for the yeah. ACC that's what I'm saying. You go back. You go back the year before, <laughs> sixty-two to seventeen. <laughs> 62 to 17 guys. Then I mean, you go back the year before it's that I think that leads to my disliking of the coastal is it's like, come you on. Know what's funny is that usually in these games, you always pick against Clemson. And I'm like, Colby, when are you going to learn? <laughs> it's, it's, I think it's cause I'm hoping I'm hoping uh, look, Pitt loses 42 to 10. All these ones are Royal ass whoopings. Is there ever been a close? I mean, how long ago was an ACC like what Georgia tech and wake forest? Look, thirty-eight <laughs> to three when Miami went there. Thirty-eight to three and seventeen. I mean, these are horrible games. They're absolutely horrible. Don't football bet games. on it when your heart's in it. That that's the lesson to be learned. I think we've all Virginia Tech had the best showing, one. best showing, and, and they actually and, played them pretty yeah, well. It was actually a seven-point loss. That was kind of like the Florida version, but that was that was six years ago, guys. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. What uh, should we get to our predictions here? Yeah. Are we all going Clemson, North Carolina? Very chalky. All right, screw it. I can't go with the Tar Heels. You know I don't like those guys. There you know I don't go. like that shade of blue. Give me Pitt. Give me uh yeah, Clemson Pitt. Um fuck, man, you want me I I I want to do that, but I'm saying like, can Pitt really do that? And they're probably gonna lose to like Georgia Tech on October second. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's a podcast, you're not putting any money behind it, so you can pick whoever the hell you want. You can pick Georgia Tech to win the uh coastal. <laughs> uh uh, you know what? Give me the Hokies. I think they oh, be, they, beat, they beat North mine. Carolina on Friday, September third. They got a nice setup. Uh, yes, they have to win we at Miami. We haven't talked much about them. Yeah, we haven't talked much about. Let me ask you this, guys: If they go zero and one against North Carolina, and then they get upset, let me ask you this: If they start out one and two, he keeps his job through three games. Yeah. Those are two respectable opponents. What if they lose to Richmond on se- September twenty fifth? If he's one and three, <laughs> adios. He might get. Yeah, because uh, look, I mean, I think the FCS played JMU, beat Virginia Tech at Virginia Tech, and I think was it Furman? What was the one that went to like overtime? Well, they lost to ODU, right? They lost to ODU, but that's that's an FBS. Oh, but the, they they had one where they needed, I think, a field goal or a comeback to beat like I think it was Furman. I don't know Citadel if you mentioned it, but they did lose to JMU. They, yes, they, I mentioned that. I okay, mentioned well, that. Yes. I just want to reiterate that. Uh, Virginia yes. Tech lost to James Madison University. Virginia Tech Clemson ACC championship. Clemson wins by twenty one. Yeah, I mean, if- I will say Tech. So the through the first, I think it's the first eight weeks of the season. They only have one road game, 
which is that out of conference one against WVU, which doesn't hurt so, their doesn't hurt their chances of right, playing right. the ACC so, championship. So maybe they can get some momentum, and maybe uh, you know Braxton Burmeister can gain some confidence, and maybe they'll surprise us. I mean, look, if you look at their away That's games in general. Yeah, six home games out of their first seven, and, and when you look at the fact their away games are at Georgia Tech, they should be better than Georgia Tech. At Boston College, not a crazy home environment. At Miami, not a crazy home environment. At Virginia, rivalry game, you should be the but more talented crazy team. Home yes, yes. But they do have two back-to-back uh, -back road games in the second half of the year. Yeah, that is true. That is very true. For the last five games on the road. Uh, it's a weird schedule against a bunch of teams that fucking hate them. Boston College, Miami, and UVA all on the road. You better bet they're going to get their best shot from each of those teams. Could be a rough year. For who, you, who are you taking? You taking North Carolina? You going chalk? I'm going Hokies too. Uh -huh. well, all right, well, I, I thought everybody was going to take UNC. So if that's the case, I'm jumping back on the Tar Heel bandwagon. Well, I, honestly, my logic for taking Virginia Tech was that if Virginia Tech beats them week one, where I feel like UNC's got to replace these players, they'll have an upper edge on that. The tiebreaker will go to them. And North Carolina's road schedule within the conference, I think, is much harder than Virginia Tech's. Well, that's I a huge game. The I don't root for the Hokies often, but I will be pulling for them <laughs> opening week. Yes. Here's the thing. I think Phil Longo is going to be way too much for Justin Hamilton. I yeah. think I think he's going to dice him up from a X's and O's standpoint. But you see, you see my point though. He if did they, last it, year. He, 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 and don't forget, Patty, that yeah, you know they lose a, a ton of skill position guys, but they get all five offensive linemen back and Sam Howell back. That can go a long way in of itself. Yeah, if North Carolina wins, the, I think that. But they, that defense, you lose Chaz Surratt, your best defensive player, and that was a horrible defense. Now that's you, true. You do have been recruiting better, but that defense was trash last year. So was Virginia Tech's. I mean, true, but Virginia know. Tech. I mean, I think Virginia Tech has a legit pass on on how many players they had out, how many coaches they had out. I'm just yeah, saying, if Virginia, the, what's that? This is the same Hokie defense that gave up 45 to Clemson, 47 to Pitt, and 56 to UNC last year. Mm -hmm. I understand the COVID problems. That's not going to be an issue this year, but it's not like this is the old Frank Beamer and Bud Foster defense of 10 years ago. Yeah. Now, I'll say this, though. I'm, I'm telling you, Hokie fans should circle. If they can win week one, I love their positioning for, for coming out of the coastal. It's a huge game. Huge game. But you get Pitt at home, you get Syracuse. Uh, like even if you'll have the tiebreaker and North Carolina still has to play Miami Pitt. I mean, uh, like I, I, I keyed in on those, those away games for North Carolina at Pitt at NC state. Those are very losable games for North Carolina. And for tech, if, I mean, it just sets up well where they get the bye before Notre Dame. I mean that, that may, may or may not be a win, but if Notre Dame's not quite to the level they were at, if tech gets that win, that's his huge yeah, momentum that's on Week their one season. is gigantic. Yeah. Absolutely. Sounds like gigantic. an interesting uh, divisional race here. Hello. <laughs> the more yeah. we talk about yeah. the more interesting yeah. it becomes. That's for sure. But <laughs> let me ask you this, Nick, if Virginia tech wins, what's that Clemson Virginia tech score in the ACC championship? Oh, I mean, <laughs> non-competitive <laughs> 42, 17. See, Cause at least, at least that PAC 12 South winner, I think actually has a shot to beat Washington right. or Oregon or whoever, you know, gets there, but we'll get but, what's but, that. Go ahead. Go ahead, man. I'm going to say, well, I was going to say, before we get to there, let's tell you guys that the college football experience is brought to you by WinBet. Yes, WinBet is bringing you the action of real sports betting with the Win Las Vegas experience. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports games. 
Generous promos, odds, and parlays are happening right now at WinBet. Get started today and you'll receive a special offer of up to a $500 risk free sports bet. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and download the app today. All right. Well, look, we're, if we're going to hop over and talk a little bit of uh, the second to last rated power five conference by Patty C and myself based on, and I think what NC Nick would probably agree with what we have going here uh, is the pac 12. And I think the pac 12 is very, I think the pac 12 and ACC are very close to each, to one another. The only thing we mentioned this pac 12 doesn't have Clemson, but they also don't have a Syracuse. So uh uh, this conference is compelling. We've touched on this before, Nick. What, what's your take on the pack? We'll start. Let's let's start with the Pac-12 South. This is yeah. You can make a case for what every team minus Arizona. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I still don't quite believe in Arizona State, but they're right there too. I mean, you know, they're still you, a you really can't... hard. They're a really hard team to beat on in the desert, in my opinion. Right. Right. No, I agree. No, really those five schools other than Arizona. Yeah. They all have legitimate chances. Once again, like we alluded to talking about the ACC, there's no dominant team in the PAC 12 South. So if you're looking to place a future on one of these schools, good luck because it's really what a one in five chance. I I mean, I think the big storylines though, are the, the LA schools. Cause both coaches under a lot of heat, they gotta, they gotta put up or shut up this year. Right. Um, right. I think the other storyline is, is what Kyle, I mean, Kyle Whittingham continues to overachieve. Uh, and then Carl Durrell, Carl Durrell, like, can you keep up? You know, they overachieved by a ton last year. Can you keep that up? Not knowing the a new quarterback situation. So that could be tricky, but um, you know, I think there'll be a player somewhat, but, but then the Arizona state issue, talk about a team with a first off they're under scandal right now. There's a scandal going on right now. Yeah. And, but they're always this team. They're Miami where you could say, well, fuck, they could win the, the, the they could win the whole pack 12. They really could, yeah. but they could also be f- before an eight. <laughs> I think my uh, Arizona state is what will happen to Miami in like another 30 years of the same exact thing where it's like, you finally write them off. You finally just say, okay, sure. They, they should, everything is there that should result in a conference championship and maybe even a playoff like run, but they just don't do it for whatever reason. So I'm not at all interested in Arizona state. I mean, maybe as a divisional winner, but I can't even see them winning the conference. I, I, I can't see them beating Oregon or Washington or even another team that you emerges. can see them winning the South. Though. I can see them yeah. winning the South. So it's kind of interesting. I mean, they're a fun team. They should be a f- really like fun team to watch every year. The, the team I well, like Arizona uh, state led the pack 12 in scoring last year, averaging 40 points a game. So there's something. I mean, granted, the game against Arizona helped inflate those stats. <laughs> yeah, that was your, your game of the year, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I beat you to the punch. I, I I knew you were gonna bring it up at some point. Uh, well played. Well played. Yeah. Um now uh, the team I like most, to be honest with you, in the Pac twelve South is the Utah Utes. I think Utah's the best team. I think this I've I heard many people say this is Kyle Whittingham's most talented team. Wow. And uh you look at the schedule, yes, they do have two sets of back-to-back away games, which is tricky. But I think they're winnable away games. Um with the exception of at USC, which they always seem to squander, but they've gotten closer and closer in that battle. Um I think they can afford to lose that USC game. I expect USC to lose twice within conference. And I think they'll be okay. And I also think you want to talk about a home environment where they have a clear cut edge 
recently expanded stadium, 6,000 seats added. 6,000 Mormons added. Yeah. Let me tell you about like when I looked at that stadium, I thought I was looking at like a, a fake picture in terms of it being super steep, like Virginia tech. It's like, Whoa, this, the, the reason why the, you combine the altitude with like this, the steepness and the acoustics of that stadium yeah. and you add some seats to that and some weather perhaps. Yeah. It becomes a really hard place to win. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like I, I look at this and I'm like, okay, where's their pac 12 losses. You're telling me that Arizona state, UCLA and Oregon and Colorado, which are their four, four contenders there have to win in salt Lake city. I like Utah's chances in all of those games. They're away games within conference. By the way, Washington State also goes to Salt Lake City. Their away games in conference are at USC, at Oregon State, at Stanford, at Arizona. Stanford and Arizona don't really scare me. It's the at USC, at Oregon. I expect them to lose at USC. Yeah. It's that they can't afford that that other road loss. So that Oregon State game is the tricky one to me. And maybe you could make the case for the Stanford. Stanford one. may not be a hostile environment, but they're a good team still. You, you, you buy that a little more than me, but four yeah, and it, two, four <laughs> and two. Uh, what, what do you guys make of uh, my Utah case? I think they're the best team in the PAC 12 South. And I think they'll be playing for the PAC 12 South or put for the PAC 12 championship. Nick, what do you got for us? If I'm not mistaken, they played for the championship last year, right? No, that was uh, USC, USC. And two years and, ago is what yeah, I'm thinking. Yeah. Two years ago, they got beat by Oregon. Yes. They got whooped, but yeah, you know, they, 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 I was surprised by that. I felt they were so, a more competitive team. Yeah. I mean, so I've been flying the UCLA flag, but they just have such a tough schedule, you know, in conference. I kind of think that the top three schools in the South are UCLA, USC, and Utah. Agreed. And UCLA gets two of those, you know, the two schools are playing both on the road at Utah at USC. Uh, you know, is it that diff- much of a disadvantage for the UCLA game, the UCLA USC game to be at USC? You could argue that maybe, but I think uh, even though I'm a big fan of UCLA, UCLA this year, I think their schedule is a little too tough. So that leans me to saying either USC or Utah. And and UCLA draws, I think the 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 hardest teams from the north. They get Washington at Washington, home to Oregon. By the way, and those are back to back weeks. Uh, yeah. They also yeah. get Cal and Stanford. There's a good chance that those are the top four teams in the north, based yeah. on history. So, like that, the, the, those would be the, the the top four teams in the north. Yeah. So uh, if it comes down to USC and Utah, I just trust the Utah program more. So I'm going to ride with you there, Colby D. Wow. There we go. Look, USC, their schedule does break nice for them with the fact that, uh, but I still think they have that brutal back to back stretch of at Arizona State, at Cal, where I think they're very capable of losing both. Now, they, they, they were lucky they don't draw Washington or Oregon, which is unbelievable. It's huge. Unbelievable. Once again, I feel like the protection committee. I feel like that yeah. can't be something that's like uh, the protection committee. I feel like that has to be part of a rotation of games. Uh, well, either way, I still feel like at Arizona State and at Cal, two dangerous games where they could fall. They also play. I mean, at, maybe at Wazoo. I do think it's a bet. They have they have a, a nice schedule. The you way guys it sets take up. your your uh, Utah hype, which, which has never existed. Utah, one of the like least sexy, un- most disrespected teams in all of college football. Uh, and shove it up your ass because USC is winning this division. They're going to lose twice. And USC gonna, will lose twice in the Coliseum. A harder place to play than people uh, give it credit for. They just think, oh, you lose it against USC because they're good. No, USC plays exceptionally well at the Coliseum too. You know who's going to get them though? They're going to lose one of those at Arizona State and at Cal games. Maybe both. 
And if not both, UCLA is going to win the season finale. Well, like Nick said, it's a shit show. You got uh, five teams that have equal chance of winning this thing. So who really knows? I like Utah's chances. I, I think Utah and USC yeah. are the, are the two. I You're think there's right. a, you draw a line after that. And then you say Arizona state or Colorado or UCLA. What is it? Jalen, Jalen, Jalen Daniels at uh, Jaden Daniels. Daniels. Yeah. Um, Millennial. Do we want to, do we want to, do we want to open up the Arizona state door or no? No. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's move along then. Let's let talk. Me, let me, <laughs> let's, let's, yeah. yeah. Fuck Arizona state. Let me say a couple storylines I think could be interesting in the pack 12 real quick. Hot seat carousel Edwards, Helton and uh, Kelly specifically. We'll see how those uh, progress over the season. Could be interesting. Early season non-conference tilts: uh, Oregon, Ohio State, Washington, Michigan, Notre Dame, USC. Kind of mid-season. Play. All of those for the Pac-12 on the road, though. That's horrible. Yeah, tough. They're tough not going to draw win there. But if they do, then they're, it's a nice look for the conference. Maybe enough they're, to. They're not going to win. Bump those. them in the playoffs. Probably not. Maybe maybe Washington. Maybe beats Michigan. Washington beats Michigan. Yeah. But I'm saying Oregon's not going to beat Ohio State, and I doubt USC. Notre Dame, beats USC. Notre Dame. Yeah. Notre Dame probably slight edge. And last thing, sleepers rising to the top. Your guys, Cal, Oregon State. Couple. Well, teams. that's what I'm saying. Pac-12 North. Yeah. Is more interesting. Oh, we haven't than, gotten there yet. That's what, no, I'm saying Pac-12 North is more interesting than the Pac-12 South to me. Yeah. Because the North, I think everyone, I mean, I was surprised Phil Steele. We had him on the show. Go listen to that episode. Um, but his publication was the first one to really go out on a, uh, on a limb and because everything else was saying Oregon's winning the PAC 12 North. Well, no, Phil Steele has Washington and they has, he has them as a top 10 team. Well, we went through the schedule earlier and, and I believe we both agreed that Washington looked like the favorite based on the schedule. Well, they also won the the North last year, but True. they didn't play for it. Little detail, little detail. <laughs> but the uh, schedule breaks very nicely for Washington. Yeah, they avoid they avoid playing USC or Utah. Right. Or they, yeah, and they, they get Arizona State, Oregon and UCLA all in uh, Husky Stadium. Right, their road trips aren't that bad. At Oregon State, at Arizona, at Stanford, at Colorado. It's pretty. The ideal. last time they played in Colorado, we went to that game. No, no, no. They, that, was, that was two times ago. The last time they played in Colorado, they actually took a loss. Really? Uh, the Pac-12 time flies, they, the, time well, flies too quickly. Well, the Pac-12 they play more frequently. They gotcha. they, they grab yeah. The, Either way, Washington should probably be favored on the road in all of those games. Yeah, probably. I mean, I think that Stanford's kind of gave them a hard time too. Some. Um, but give me a game. They're not going to be favored in the Michigan one, but even Phil Steele said, he thinks by the time that kickoff happens, he thinks uh, Washington, we wouldn't be surprised if Washington's a one or two point favorite. I was, I was listening to Andy Staples podcast. Uh, all, they're, they're trying to check track it down themselves. Negative one on one side, negative one on the other side. You know, I think Vegas has no fucking clue what's going on with that game. So yeah. I was specifically talking about conference games, but even that one, I mean, I think I'm going to pick Washington. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Um, so are we all, I mean, cause it seemed like everyone was on Oregon. I think if you think Oregon's got that game at Utah on November 20th, which seems like a cold, a cold day to go to Salt Lake city. They also got to play at Washington, Oregon's away games to me at, at, well, I mean, at a conference at Ohio state, but then you have at Stanford at UCLA at Washington and at Utah. I expect all four of those teams to be bowling. And you, and part of that is the big one is Oregon, Washington, where Washington gets Oregon at home. And that could decide the cut or the uh, division right there. Yeah. So you guys got Washington, Utah, 
I mean, yeah, I think uh, Washington dude, Utah yeah. is is my Pac-12 championship. But but let's let's make the case for a couple other Pac-12 North teams here, um, because I, you know I do think the wrench in this whole. I don't think it's Stanford. I think Stanford could be. Yeah, I think the real wrench is Cal. What about Oregon? Uh, no, I t- we just talked about Oregon. You think it's too hard? No, I did. You just listen to what I was saying. Where there are away games, their away games are at Stanford, at UCLA, at Washington, at Utah. I expect all four to be bowl teams. That's a pretty brutal away okay. game stretch. So they're out. No, I'm not saying they're out. They're definitely alive. So are yeah. they not the number two threat for the uh, division? Then yes, that's what I just said. Oh well, yeah. well I am a fucking idiot, and I missed that. So <laughs> I I'm said sorry. besides Washington and Oregon, let's not flush out the rest of the teams. Okay, fair enough. Because I think the real mon- the, the real wrench in this situation is the Cal Golden Bears. They're a very experienced team. They they, they had issues last year uh, I, that I don't think represent how good they are. Um, and I think they have a good spot. I mean, yes, they get a they get a bye week before going to at Oregon, but I still expect them to lose at Oregon. But I think actually that's the game that Washington will trip up. They they've actually had Washington's number lately, so I think that's a dangerous spot. This Cal, Cal, yeah, they beat Washington the past couple of times. That's true. That is true. Close games, but they've got they they've come away. Cal with doesn't win. beat anybody by a lot of points. Right. They're a grinded out team. They're kind of like a Big Ten team in in the Pac-12 right now. But I just think that I, I actually think uh, make a case for all of them. I actually think uh, there's a wrench. You can make a case for Stanford being the wrench. You can make a case for Washington state. You can make a case for Oregon state. I don't know what to expect in the North besides I think Washington and Oregon have a slight lead on the rest, but I think I would not be surprised if any of those teams came out and, and ended up, you know, beating Oregon or Washington each week. Yeah, but I would say Oregon State and Washington State. I think uh, they're going to be good this year. I think they're going to be a lot better. I think they can cu- jump up and bite some teams. I don't think they're good enough to contend for the division just yet. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. But I'm just saying there there could be enough carnage where you know think it Washington gets tricky. And Oregon are that far ahead of everyone. Else. I don't think they are. That's I think they are ahead, but I don't think it's that far ahead. I mean, the games last year are probably a pretty good indication. Oregon was squeaking by some like. UCLA, UCLA. Yeah. didn't they? Uh, they got uh, very lucky to beat UCLA. Wasn't the uh, Washington State game closer than the score? Uh, yes, definitely, definitely. Um, I say you can break this down into three levels. You know, you got Washington, Oregon, top tier, the mid tier, Stanford and Cal, and the bottom tier, Oregon State and Washington State. But I do agree, there's not a whole lot of separation between uh, tiers. I mean, yeah. Oregon State should have beaten Washington last year. That was an absolutely horrible spot. Washington won by six, and that was in Seattle. <laughs> it came to a fourth and one running back gets like three yards. I mean, it, you want to talk about one of the biggest fucking conspiracies. I, I don't know how I showed you this. I showed you this. It, it, he gets three yards and it's like, so that was a the final score was 27, 21 Washington ended up getting points there. That game was over. They get that first down. Oh, uh, Oregon State yeah. had the lead 21, 20. If they get that first down, that game is over. Yeah. That, there's not a big line. That's the Oregon State was the team that finished what last in in the Pac-12 North yeah, last year. It was a six a very, point game, very yeah. chippy division, very chippy division. That, that, that's why I find this division more interesting than the we South. We were just talking about the Pac-12 South having the parity that's comparable to the Big Ten West and the ACC Coastal, but maybe the Big Ten or the Pac-12 North is actually the well. I think everyone everyone's got like I said before. I read Phil Steele's magazine. Everyone had Oregon just winning this thing. And the steel that's out. crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. There's there are there's no way they are head and shoulders above Washington or anybody else. 
but in general, my preference as far as watching games, I for, for whatever reason I I you know go towards the north. I don't know if it's because there's elements. I think the games are more exciting. I don't know for some reason like you know that like bright shiny like you know sunny day in USC or you or your Arizona State or UCLA. You know for some reason the north those games just seem more interesting and more fun to watch for whatever reason. Well, Winter is coming for for Nick. Dan well, maybe here. just because football is meant to be played with the elements, Betty. See, there we go. Hello. There we go. Um. No, I agree. The North is more interesting to me. Petty C, what do you think is more interesting for you this year, the North or the South? Well, I'll, I'll tell you this. I was just watching that Oregon uh, Pac-12 or Oregon USC game from 2012. Was it uh, Lane Kiffin versus? I don't know if Chip Kelly was still there. He, he may it was have Kelly, left. I think. Okay, yeah. and it was just like a whole a 62-51 final, but every single play was like this lights out offensive play, and it there, was like I don't think it's like that anymore though. I mean, it was entertaining in a way, but at the same time, it was boring because it was like too much hey, offense yeah. is a bad thing. But tackle someone. Yes, but I don't. I I would argue that it's completely different now because even with Cristobal, they're a they're a they're yeah, a they're completely team. different team now right. than what they used to be as far as like their defensive team grounded pound. Well, that was just to say Cal is the defensive team. That was yeah. that was the sunshine day that Nick was talking yeah. about traditional Pac West uh, Pac twelve football. But yeah, the North has developed into kind of like a traditional Northern kind of conference, like the big 10, Yeah, you know, and they're playing ground and pound. It's a, it's a fun conference to watch I a mean, fun division to in, watch in general. I mean, Colby loves to watch like a 10, seven game, you know, his <laughs> Colby's favorite game is that w- uh, wake force, uh, Virginia tech game that was zero zero <laughs> into over. I gotta be honest. I was watching it and I loved it. I was taking photos. I was texting our boy, Matt is a Virginia tech fan. I was saying, Hey, what the hell you, you celebrating zero zero, you crazy bastards. <laughs> Patty C what is your, like the best score for a football game? Best score for a football game. Give me 21, 20. I'm at like, uh, I would go, I would go a little more offense. I would go like 31, 27 or something. I'm at 17, 14, <laughs> 17, 14. <laughs> Yeah, maybe a little more offense. Maybe That's like twenty-seven. Actually, twenty-seven, twenty-four. Actually, you know what I want? That's I want good. seventeen, thirteen, because I want that. I want them to go up fourteen, thirteen, and have to and go then, for it. Yes, you know, and then maybe add a field goal, and then they're yeah, exactly. So add the, a field goal. Was that uh, was that Pitt or BC when they were down four and they went? They, they yeah, no, it was Pitt, Pitt against uh, Pitt, it was Pitt against uh, Penn State. Okay. It's like two minutes left. They're down four. They kick a field goal from the <laughs> one yard line. From the one yard line. Like a minute and forty eight seconds left. We had Jim McMahon on the show this week, and he was like, "Buddy Ryan, great, one of the best coordinators ever, but horrible football coach." Because yeah. he would say this. He he, he sounded like Narduzzi. Yeah. He was like, "With two minutes left, you'd be down seven. And he'd be like, "We're gonna punt. Our, Our defense, defense is gonna score, <laughs> right?" <laughs> so uh, yeah, so there we go. So Pac twelve North, Patty C. What or what's your Pac twelve championship? Ours is is. I almost agree with you guys. I almost won. For the sake of like difference. I'll say Washington USC, but really, I think you guys are probably right. Washington Utah seems like it's going to be the. I could totally see USC doing it too. So yeah, they get uh, them at home. So yeah, definitely. So all right, folks, uh, I want to tell you guys that the College Football Experience is brought to you by Prop Swap. Yes, bro, you know it's America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Find the best odds on NBA championship or MLB futures when you buy directly from other betters on props up to see a ticket you like, but think the price is too high. Well, guess what? Submit a bid for a price that you think is fair. Then buy it. Every ticket purchase on PropSwap can be resold at any time with one click of a button and PropSwap gives you a suggested price tool to essentially let you know how much your ticket is worth. 
two weeks ago, a prop swap customer sold a uh, five hundred dollar uh, forty to one Phoenix Suns championship ticket for sixteen grand. After the Suns went up six, went up two zero. He's looking great because the Suns lost that NBA Finals. Uh, with prop swap, your bet doesn't need to win in order to make money; it just needs to improve. Think of it like a stock market, but the, for sports betting, use the promo code SGP on your first deposit, receive up to five hundred dollars in bonus cash. Go to propswap.com or download the prop swap app today. That's true. Talk about talk about an ad read that really sells itself. Yeah. This guy bought a future on the, uh, <laughs> Suns winning the and then sold it for 16 grand. <laughs> right? and, and when they were up two Oh yeah. And then, Oh man, what a, Whoopsie. what a great sell. <laughs> what a great sell. Um, so yeah, let's hop on over now. Let's talk big 12 football. Believe it or not, Nick, big 12 Colby did not put the big 12 above the big 10 or the sec. Wow. I thought you'd have him first. <laughs> But the Big Twelve, you know, uh, Oklahoma seems to be as much as a contender as they've ever been, and now you have Iowa State showing up to the party. A lot of hype around the Cyclones. Um, you got Texas. Uh, is Texas back? Speaking of Miami and Arizona State <laughs> talk, I feel like Texas can go right there with them. But is Texas back, Patty C? No. Uh, How can you be back when you have a new coach that's never proven shit? Yeah, what an asinine question. (laughs) (laughs) You got Gundy flying under the radar. You got Gary Patterson flying under the radar. You got Kansas State. They're always chippy. You got Leopold. The floor is going to go up. I'm telling you, it's going to be a little bit up. (laughs) Only in Colby Dan's mind is that a fucking noteworthy storyline. You got West Virginia State under the radar. A little bit up could be a a one-win season. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Uh, So, and that one win would be at Duke. Um, So there you go. There you go. Uh, (laughs) I'm a Coastal Carolina fan. (laughs) (laughs) But. I think overall this conference, you know, West Virginia, kind of a, kind of a dark horse. No one's seeing coming competitive Texas tech, Matt Wells, make or break year for him. That could be a big storyline. Obviously no divisions here. They, they, they got to run the gauntlet. Dave Aranda year two at Baylor. Um, what, what do you guys make Can of the big 12 about max Duggan at TCU? I said, Gary Patterson. Well, yes, he is. Yeah. Part of it. That That's true. I want a resurgence. What do you think about the big 12, Nick? Yeah, you know, I was telling you guys all off season that I'm high on Oklahoma this year. Then I listened to the Phil Steele podcast and I feel justified. I feel even more confident that the Sooners are in for a big season. Iowa State might be the the nicer story, the little school from out in the middle of nowhere, but I think Oklahoma's going to be in the playoff this year. Oh, I think you're definitely right and when you look Maybe bring up my metrics of back-to-back away games. Oklahoma zero. Iowa State. They we, they have two sets of back-to-back away games. I actually am going to make this prediction. As much as I like what Iowa State's doing, landed a couple four stars in the past two weeks, um, really changing that culture. And I love what Matt Campbell said at, uh, at media day. But I'm going to make a prediction that they're not even going to play for the Big Twelve championship. Mm. But if they do, I expect them to beat Oklahoma. Well, is. that, that begs the question who will, well, I mean, it really comes down to like Iowa state still very much could, but I think th- it comes down to some of those away games that they have on their schedule. Cause th- like I said, getting those two, they have two sets of back-to-back away games. That's, that's tricky. Um, I would say, t- I mean, TCU, West Virginia, I-, I think Oklahoma state completely flying under the radar. And I think Texas still, I think those four teams, 
Maybe you could you could try to tell me that uh, K State might be a team that could find themselves in the mix. I think this is one of the most compelling things in college football this year. Is is who's the team I want to see? I mean, I've been saying this all year. I think Iowa State's the most interesting team in college football because we're going to see if they're going to really be able to do this, and if they can, maybe you know, then then great. That's great, a great storyline for college football. But I think they got schedule is so brutal. Yeah. At the, there are away games of at K State, at West Virginia, at Oklahoma. I just think they're gonna they're gonna lose a couple of those, and and then that opens the door for TCU, Texas, West Virginia, Oklahoma State, and even Kansas State. Even uh, Lubbock is tricky, man. Yeah. It was well, that Texas game last year where they went to what triple over? Yeah, yeah, triple overtime. That yeah. was in Lubbock. Yeah, it was in Lubbock. Yeah, they. they I'll uh, say this. I'll say this to counterbalance your point about the tough schedule. Uh, while I agree it is a tough schedule, I think the top competition other than Oklahoma is probably Texas and Oklahoma State. And Iowa State gets both those teams at home. I was going to say TCU, and they get home them at home too. So I do think Iowa State's going to make it. I think it may be with two losses. Don't sleep on West Virginia. I love the way the West Virginia schedule lines up. I think Neil Brown, year three, he made a big jump at Troy. Watch out! Look, I expect West Virginia to lose to to Oklahoma on Saturday, September twenty fifth. But after that, their away games. Are not as brutal as one think. They look at who they play at home. It's a beautifully constructed yes. schedule. West Virginia gets at home Iowa State, Oklahoma State, and Texas. Keep an eye out on the Mountaineers. I, I'm telling you, I think it, their, their schedule breaks nice for them. They have zero back to back away games. I, I, I just could totally see a case where no one's talking about Neil Brown and company and him and him play. But I do think this is a crapshoot. I think each one of these games, you let you let West Virginia lose to uh, TCU on on October 23rd, which granted they have a bye week before maybe TCU then has the upper edge. I mean, this is a, I, I just feel like, do you think Iowa state wins in Morgantown on October 30th? Because if, if West Virginia can beat them there, they'll have the tiebreaker. And I think both these teams will lose to Oklahoma this year. So then it, it really creates a, it opens a, a different can of worms there. That could be the game that decides. Yeah. The, that, uh, that they really could birth. And I love the fact it's in Morgantown. You've been selling West Virginia all off season. I'm not sure if I'm buying yet. This is the same team. Granted, they're very good at home. It's the same team that lost at Texas tech last year. And it's the same team that Iowa state beat 42 to six in on December 5th. And that was in Ames. But also you got to remember if there was one place in probably all of America that was affected by not having fans, it was West Virginia. They're going to have fans this year. I don't know if that's true. What do you mean? That's one of the most uh, toughest places there. to win it's up there. Oh, I mean, in terms they, of they had fans, a, not yes, being there. yes. With fans not being there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. One of the, one of the bigger home, home field advantages being eliminated. What'd you, what'd you think I said? I, I thought you meant one of the teams that was most affected by COVID. No, right. no, no, no. I'm talking about with fans, their home, home environment. Advantage. Sure. I agree yes. with that. But, but part of that home field advantage is just the travel to get there. That did not change last year. Yes, completely agree that their game day atmosphere and the fans <laughs> bring a lot to the table. Yes, uh, but part of it is just the travel to get there. But let me let me push back on you here because uh, look at that schedule from a season ago. You know, Neil Brown was in year two, so at Oklahoma State they lose by fourteen week two. Okay, but after that it was a seven point loss at Texas Tech. It was a four point loss at Texas. Yes, they got destroyed by Iowa State, but that was in Ames. They got to go to Morgantown this year. I, I don't see like 
show me the path. If you pull up their schedule, I think they, ha- well, I know they have an easier schedule than Iowa state because they, they don't have any back-to-back aways. Iowa state's got two sets of them and they welcome Iowa state to Morgantown. I'm just saying you pull up the 21 schedule uh, for West Virginia. Yes. I, they could lose. I, I expect both those teams to lose at Oklahoma. Are we on the same page there? Yeah. And here's what I'll say about that game. Like their schedule lines up really nice because before their road games, there's mostly like manageable games that'll get them prepared for it with the exception of that Virginia tech at Oklahoma, Virginia tech hosting, and then going to Oklahoma. But that game's like house money. You yeah, beat Virginia exactly. tech, right? And it doesn't even matter if you beat Virginia tech, this is a non-conference game. Then you go to Oklahoma. You're going to be spent emotionally after playing Virginia tech. You're going to take an L yeah. and Norman, but whatever you can play them again, the rest of the schedule though, like you get a pretty nice situation going into every tough road game. So, yeah. Yes, I'll agree with you guys that the schedule lines up nicely. I just don't know if the team's that good. Last year, West Virginia did not win a road game. Yeah. So, so yeah, if their home atmosphere is great, okay, good. Then win your home games. What are you doing on the road? Wow. This year on the road at K State, at TCU, at Oklahoma, at Baylor. Look, that, I'm gonna that, agree with you. Nick. They could lose three of those. I don't think they're good enough. I don't think they're good enough right now. They had the fourth best Iowa defense State's in the country last year. Yeah, and one the of the fourth best. best defense in the country. Pass defenses. In yeah, the country. number one pass defense in the country. Keep an eye on what Neil Brown is doing. I'm telling you, and and that they team was young. De- they always say defense travels, but they could have won a road game last year. <laughs> yeah. Own four on the road. Okay, last but year. those are still close games. That that was year one and a half for Brown. I think this is the year they really turned that corner. Iowa State you versus Oklahoma. Right. You might be right. We'll see. I I'm just seeing that there are some tough road games on the on on the schedule this year. And last year they couldn't get it done on the road. I don't so think, I think that I don't think it's as tough. I mean, at Oklahoma, after that, yes, at K State. But once again, if they beat Iowa State, Iowa State would have two losses. So therefore, and they would have the tiebreaker over Iowa State. So they can afford to lose that game at K State. Yeah, that race for number two is going to be uh, a dogfight. I expect whoever gets that number two spot to have at least two losses. Yes. Oklahoma will probably get through with at least one or zero losses, but uh, whoever's coming out with that second spot going to have two losses. I'm guessing. I do think it's going to be Iowa State because I think they're a better team and I think their schedule breaks. But that means they got to win at West Virginia. or They got West Virginia's got to lose somewhere else, right? Well, they beat them by a fucking like Nick said, 35 last year. So let's figure they beat them by 20 this year. In in Morgantown with Morgantown. maybe they beat yeah. him by seven, but they get the W. I'll, I'll, I'll give me the twenty points in Morgantown. I'll take West Virginia <laughs> all day on that. Uh, well, all I know is that if West Virginia makes a Big Twelve championship, it, I don't have the stat in front of me. I have no idea if it's true, but I would imagine it's the only time a school has represented themselves in the conference championship where they went winless on the road the year before. <laughs> yeah, we'd have to I'm get. I'm sure a the ACC Coastal's got something out. to say about that. Yeah, it's probably. <laughs> Uh, what about Texas? Can we make a case for Texas? Bijan Robinson. I mean, they they have a. I mean, I guess their schedule is actually tough because they get TCU the week the week uh, before Oklahoma. That TCU has a great record against Texas. I want to say like Patterson's eight and three, and like is Matt, I, I forget the number off the top of my head, but I know he has a great record against Texas. I mean, do we make the case then? Uh, for the likes of Texas or TCU. Well, Texas, new coach, new quarterback. End of discussion. I think. I mean, you got to see how they see how it happens. I, I I don't see how any way you can come out and say 
Texas is going to be in the Big Twelve championship. You know, yeah, yeah, very good running game, great running back, but there's way too many unknowns for 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 you to make such a bold statement like that. Not saying that that you're making it, but just saying if a if a Texas Longhorn fan was, um, I think I like TCU. I mean, TCU could be there. They would be my my dark horse candidate. I'm with you there. I mean, I think TCU definitely could. They they have, but even their away games are brutal, man. At Oklahoma, at K State, at Oklahoma State, at Iowa State. That's brutal. I think West Virginia literally has the best schedule to set up for this. I mean, now Iowa State might be the best team. That's where the uh, the rub is right yeah, there. Yeah. Uh, even OK State at Texas at Iowa State back to back away games, and then at West Virginia and at Texas Tech later in the year, they might have a chance. Let me say this about Texas. We give them shit. We give we give them cred because their losses were by two points against TCU, four overtime loss against Oklahoma. But they should have lost to Texas Tech and too, a three point yeah. loss against Iowa State. But yeah, they also had overtime wins against Texas Tech and against Oklahoma State. So. They just played a bunch of close games. That's not a, a team you can have a ton of confidence that. I mean, when you're playing that many close games, you're not going to win them all. It's yeah. just a fact. So they're not going to come out of this division or How this you conference. Your Big Twelve championship is is Oklahoma. Let me tell you State, what's going to happen. Let me tell you what's a bold prediction. We just predicted. We did Oklahoma. We said they're going to have one loss in the regular season because we're you know thinking with our heads. But if I'm being bold here, Oklahoma is going to go twelve and zero. They're going to lose to a 10 and two Iowa state team in the big wow. 12 championship. Iowa state's going to win that their, happening their first. Well, well, Nick, you know why is they would have to play Iowa state twice in three weeks. Right. Right. But Oklahoma will still make the playoffs. Just like Ohio state jump Penn state, despite the would, head I, head would they put Iowa state in? No, I, Iowa state with two losses is going to uh, be in the, what the cotton bowl or the, hold on. So you're saying Oklahoma loses in the Big 12 championship and they still make the playoffs? Yeah, just like so yeah, many, I don't know if that's so gonna many other. They're teams. 12 and one. They've done it with Ohio State. They've done but it. Yeah, Ohio Alabama. State and the Big Ten. They're one of the power of the Power Five conferences. The Big 12 is not. That's true. It would be an exception to the rule. I just think 12 and 0 regular season, close loss in the Big 12. They might be number one when they play. I mean, if Bama and Clemson yeah, were to drop again, they'll drop yeah. to like number three or four and they'll play in the playoff. Obviously, in a vacuum, you got to see like, you know, the whole landscape. But I would be surprised if uh, Oklahoma makes the playoff if they lose the Big 12 championship. You might be right. Who's your Big 12 championship, Nick? Iowa State, Oklahoma? Yeah, it is. Iowa, yeah, Iowa State, Oklahoma. West Virginia, Oklahoma. You uh, heard it here first. All right. Crazy. Yeah, heard it here first. All you right, crazy folks. Bastard. I, I want to tell you guys that you crazy, man. <laughs> I want to tell you guys that the college football experience is brought to you by Underdog. Make sure to head over to underdogfantasy.com and use the promo code SGPN for a free $25. That's right. Sign up now for a free shot at a million dollars. So download the app and sign up at underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. And while you're at it, you're downloading these things. Download the SGPN app. Yes, the SGPN app is now live in the App Store and Google Play Store. The app gives you easy access to all of our picks and podcasts. Don't forget to toss up an app review and download the SGPN app today. All right. Uh let's we got the final two conferences here. All right. NC Nick, what are you making? I mean, I, I think we can all say, I mean, I well, I guess here's what's crazy is Penn State has won so we picture Ohio State winning the Big Ten East every year, but that's not always the case. Penn State won it a couple of years ago, and and then beat Wisconsin in the Big Ten championship. So it, that's what's crazy is Oklahoma. I think has won six straight Big Twelve championships. 
Clemson's won six straight ACC championship. I think maybe more than that. So the real, you would think, okay, Hey, Ohio state has the, the big 10 on lock. Not necessarily. I mean, yes, they have a strong threshold I would say on that, but Penn state has won it in the past couple of years. So in the East, Nick, do you see anyone really pushing the likes of, of Ohio state this year? Probably Rutgers. No, (laughs) no, I'm joking. (laughs) I like Rutgers. Rutgers is going to go bowling this year. Uh, Yeah. So the obvious choices are, I guess, probably Indiana, Penn state. I, you can throw Michigan in there if you want, but no, it's the Buckeyes division. They're going to be in the big uh, 10 championship again. No way. Penn state upsets them on the road. Penn state does play them well though. If you look, even in their losses, they've played them well. It's possible, but especially with the road game, I don't see it happening. <laughs> yeah, and and yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I pet you have Ohio State just rolling here. Uh yeah, you got to figure. I mean, if you're being realistic, the the inner Ohio State hater in me wants to doubt it, but no. I mean, in in reality, they're they're stronger than ever. What's the second best storyline in the uh in the the Big 10 East? Is it is it Michigan with Harbaugh being fired? If that happens, or is it Indiana being a, a believer, or is it your guys Rutgers Scarlet Knights that you planted the flag on? I got two. I got Shiano making strides, and I got Harbaugh's hot seat. Those are my. It's got to be Harbaugh's hot seat. I mean, they're, 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 Michigan, but actually, Michigan is basically Miami now. <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> Miami. Every conference has a Miami. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Who's the SEC's version of Miami? Hmm. Is LSU? Georgia? No, it's too close. <laughs> yeah, it is Georgia, right? Yeah. Um, but they're a lot better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, so, Shiano, what do you think? Bowl game? That would be a big, a big step. What did they do last year? They were Rutgers. They, three they, and six. Yeah, but they took Michigan to three overtimes. I mean, considering he didn't have spring ball, I thought he should have got coach of the year <laughs> in the Big Ten. I'm like, man. Considering how bad they were the year before and him not having time to, to really implement a lot of his stuff. I thought that was great. I thought it was a great first season yeah, for two and 10 goes to three and six in a COVID shortened season. Not bad. Unbelievable. They just looked the test. Not to mention a triple overtime loss against Michigan. That's what I'm saying. They looked the, the they looked the part as like a decent point team. loss against uh, Nebraska. They even played Ohio State fairly well, considering their recent history. Yeah, 49-27, like a three touchdown yeah. game. It's not that bad and, on the road. And remember, that's three and seven with just conference games. Yeah, you know, if you throw in no fluff, Delaware and Temple and Syracuse, watch you win all behold. those. You, You're bowling yeah. in year one. Watch there out for those go, blue man. hands, buddy. <laughs> Watch out for those blue I hands. Mean, uh, Temple, Syracuse, and Blue uh, Michigan, or Delaware in the non-conference play. What's the record coming out of that? Probably three and zero. Oh. But I could say, I mean, Temple could also beat them. But I'm saying, like, maybe two probably and one, three and zero. Oh. I could totally see three and zero. Oh two there. and one, yeah. three and zero. Oh. Fucking Rutgers is bowling, baby. Instead of Texas <laughs> being back, Rutgers is back, baby. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's. We all have Ohio State. We all think Jim think- Harbaugh. The other interesting storyline is is two um, coaches that we do not like at Maryland and at Michigan State, and if we're right in our predictions that it was bad hires and they're bad coaches, well, what does that mean at the end of this well, year? I'm not even saying Tucker's a bad coach. 
I think the jury's still out, but I will say Loxley is a bad coach, but uh, Tucker's just a, I don't understand well, you're why. a Colorado guy. So I know, but I'm saying like, you we, have a but, vendetta. but we still went five and seven with him. I was way more impressed with one year of Carl Durrell. It, when he didn't have spring ball, he didn't even get a chance to put his coaches in. He was the last hire. I was more impressed with that performance. Well, you have to be than anything Mel Tucker's ever done as a head coach. Looking at last well, year's Michigan State, he's only got two years on. I know, resume. but well, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. My point is, I guess that's the, that's why I'm like the jury's out. Like I, I don't, I was not impressed in the the small sample size we have. Agreed. Now, Mike Loxley. I, I I'm I'm convinced he's a really bad coach. Well, there's a lot of, to that. Yeah, he's his like, record would indicate as much. Yes, yes. Uh, but there, then again, recruiting is part of being a coach, and when you're in the right situation, he is making some strides. So you think Maryland's bowling this year? No, you I don't. I don't think so. But we already I, I did can that see episode. five wins out of the old terrapins. Okay. Fucking and baby the- steps, buddy. Rome wasn't built in a day. Five wins. That's, <laughs> wait that's- for that. Wait for that Under Armour NIL money to come in and see if you think Mike Loxley when he's winning national championships. Yeah. What year is this? Three or four? I think three. This is year three, three? coming up. I think. Yep. Yeah. But still, he's got five wins. Is the road is long. I would. Ex- I hope. I would like that. Would be. He would still have a losing year, so I don't. I don't know. I don't think five wins is still a good year for them. <laughs> no, no. They're Maryland. They're playing in the Big Ten East. What do you want? A fucking. They they should be. to beat Ohio State year one? You they could be, beat Rutgers. They could beat Michigan State, and they could. Michigan was two and four last year. Okay, Indiana's not unbeatable. <laughs> yeah. God, high expectations. Give my guy Loxley a chance. I'm planting my flag on Loxley. Dude, you know what high <laughs> expectations is? Ten years ago, Indiana was the bottom of the bottom of the Big Ten. Yeah, yeah, and then they had a fluke good season that was only mediocre in reality. What, what it, are it we a Fucking pandemic. Do you think Indiana could be a player this year? Or no, no, I don't. No, no, yeah. Bowl game. I mean, they'll go to bowl. They're, they're they're they've built up the program far enough where they're a solid. Program, they're okay. still playing. They're, they're not. They're not going to contend. Brutal for the, division. All right. Well, let's yeah. talk about the best division, the most interesting division in the Big Ten, <laughs> not the yeah. best. Uh, the Big Ten West. This is one where, I mean, I think you can make it. It's like the Pac-12 South. You can make a case for every team, minus Illinois. And um, don't go to sleep on them just yet. Uh, well, 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 you, you, you're still gonna make that case on Purdue after they've haven't won more than seven games in 25 years. <laughs> yeah. I think Purdue, I think Purdue is a player still. I think they can, they would not surprise me at all. If the Boilermakers are, 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 are I think there's going to be total carnage in this division. Colby skipped I, history class. I wish we could rewind to whatever week it was when I brought up that Purdue stat. Yeah, I forget what even the stat was, but I, they hadn't won more than seven games, I think, in, in like twenty years. Well, it's brutal. You don't need to win more than seven games to win the Big Ten West. <laughs> <laughs> look, well, look, look, look at Purdue's schedule. I mean, look, Northwestern okay. and Wisconsin would disagree with you. Yeah, Purdue's road schedule is brutal, actually. At Iowa, at Nebraska, at Ohio State, at Northwestern. Just take the L yeah, okay. and exclude them we'll, from the list. We'll please. exclude. We'll put and Purdue why are you even throwing Nebraska into the conversation? Because I told you this, and Patty C starting to buy in. If we, if you listen to our Nebraska preview, starting to buy a in a little more than I was, but still, I'm, 
uh, you know, Colby can Colby's a good salesman. <laughs> he will sell you that Kool Aid. I'm telling you, you guys get in that little studio group. Think you know, you can start Echo talking chamber. about things, and <laughs> uh, I, all I'll say is this: uh, Yes, Ohio State is on Nebraska's schedule, but I like the fact they're drawing Michigan in Lincoln and then at Michigan State as their other test. I think they're going to go two and three in that bunch, or two and one. I'm sorry, two and one in that three game stretch. You heard it here first. Say you heard again. it. Say it again. Their their teams they're drawing from the Big Ten East at Michigan State, home to Michigan, home to Ohio State. I think they could go three and zero. I think it's going to go two and one. Ohio State, Michigan, and Michigan State, Nebraska. We're talking about yeah. here. three and zero. I think they could, but I think it's going to be two. Ohio and one. State is. I one said of two the, and one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Two and one is they, believable, yeah, but but they get two of the three in Lincoln. It could happen. We just did the Ohio State when I called for that upset. <laughs> you laughed at me when I said Ohio State would lose at Iowa a couple years ago. Fair. They didn't just lose; they lost by like forty. I laughed harder right? when I when you said Purdue, Purdue. and then Purdue did it. <laughs> Colby maybe Colby maybe onto something. We'll you better see. Start, well, I'm gonna laugh at you every fucking time. That you it's better laughable. start thinking about yours. All right. Well, look. I actually have I actually have a couple teams in this division that I like a lot this year, and that's Iowa and Minnesota. One of those two teams is gonna win this division. If I I don't have it in front of me, but I think Iowa's schedule is actually pretty tough this year. So don't be surprised. I know the Golden Gophers open up with Ohio State. It, at least it's in Minnesota. But um, yeah, I'm a little uh, Northwestern. I'm down on the on on them this year, I think is kind of like a, a retooling year for them. Uh, Wisconsin's always going to be right there, but uh, yeah, my favorite teams in this division are Iowa and Minnesota, Iowa polling from the East. They get Indiana in Kinnick, Penn state in Kinnick and at Maryland. Well, never mind. That's not too bad. Yeah. They have some tough road games. Let me pull it up here. They have I'm a back to back away stretch at Wisconsin at Northwestern. Besides that they're at Maryland and at Nebraska. And at Iowa State out of conference. All right. All right. That's doable. So yeah, I like Iowa a lot and Minnesota. One of those two schools wins this. You gotta um, you gotta pick one. Let me go. Let, let me go Minnesota. The Gophers. He's got Ohio State, Minnesota in the Big Ten championship. Patty C, are, are you buying the the Minnesota Golden Gophers? I like it. I like it a lot, but just for a little variety here. And uh, to give our podcast a little credibility that we're not all out on the fucking fringes. Uh, how about Wisconsin guys? How about the Badgers? Uh, their road schedule is amazing, guys. Uh, we should pr- we Penn should probably State, all take Michigan. We should probably hosting all, Iowa. We should probably all take Wisconsin yeah. because their away games in conference at Illinois, at Purdue, at Rutgers, and at Minnesota. Wow, the, the Minnesota is the tricky one. Yeah, Illinois, Purdue, Rutgers, and Minnesota. They if also Minnesota is your hardest fucking road game in your conference schedule. They also don't have back-to-back away games. That's true. And they host uh, Northwestern and Nebraska as well, but they, they could still lose to Iowa. That's going to be like a 10 to seven game. And it's going to be fantastic. Getting Penn state and Michigan cross division is tough, but they're going to both at home. Wisconsin's winning this division yet again. Graham Mertz a full year in the system. They're going to dominate. When Wisconsin finally has some actual talent at the quarterback position to go along with that behemoth running game and defense, look, great things happen. Hashtag Russell Wilson. That at Minnesota game to end the year could be for right now. Golden Gophers win it. Graham Mertz and his like his personal icon or personal logo that he came up with. 
give me a break. Come on, man. It's not, it's not like you're a Heisman contender or something. Nick is offended by you his want me to do it guys. NIL attempts. I'm going to do it. What do you got for us? I got the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Oh, God. Oh, yes. Here we go. Yes. Look, they open up week zero, get at Illinois. That that counts as a conference game guys. Love that play there. Then they there. This is their away games at Illinois at Michigan state at Minnesota at Wisconsin, but they get a bye week before Wisconsin. Even if they lose that Wisconsin game, I like the fact that all their other home games that are tough are in Lincoln. Give me the corn Huskers, Scott Frost redemption. They just got Trev Alberts. They're going back to the well, Nebraska in a, in a three-way tie wins the uh, wins the the Big Ten West plays Ohio State loses by 40. somebody tell Colby that Major Harris and Tommy Frazier have graduated <laughs> a long time ago Adrian Martinez are you, buddy are you trying to get on the good side of Larry the cable guy are you trying to be like his opener <laughs> uh look I don't know I don't know what to tell you buddy I, I like the way the schedule lines up I really do look, Colby, if you're stand up, if you had like a, a fake name or like a fake occupation, what would you be? <laughs> he's he's Larry the Cable Guy. What what is Colby? Oh man, I don't know. I'd be uh, Colby the fucking crazy guy. Colby the fucking uh, <laughs> bat shit crazy uh, no, predictor no, here. No, no, no. Pick Dundee, buddy. Pick Dundee. <laughs> Pick Dundee on the motherfucking mic. Yeah. Uh, I don't know some shit like that, but guys. This this is not that far fetched. Let me tell you, they have two bye weeks that are great. Let me just list the yeah. names on this schedule: Oklahoma. Well, that doesn't matter. To Michigan, the big- Ohio State, Wisconsin, and Iowa. That's a team that's going to get its ass kicked all year long. <laughs> when you think Michigan's some juggernaut, the team went two and four last year. Right. Got the target. Hey, three overtimes to beat Rutgers. As shortest memory on the Goldfish Colby. Okay. Do you remember what they did like the five years before that under Harbaugh? Nine wins. Do you remember what Scott minimum. Frost did at Nebraska when he was playing quarterback there? Turn back that fucking clock. <laughs> yeah, all right? we'll turn it back to like fucking nineteen seventy five. This conference is going to be crazy. The, the Big Ten West, but uh, yeah, let's let's get let's switch over. Let's end it with the SEC guys. SEC East. Nick, you said it's the most interesting conference in football. Um, <laughs> Did I? No, <laughs> I'm fucking with you. How uh, big was I? <laughs> this is a pretty shitty division. The, the SEC West is amazing. The SEC East is like, hey, is like, the SEC West amazing? I mean, Alabama's going to win that. Okay, but I'm saying you at least have the good other teams, teams are good. Yeah. The SEC East, it's like you can make a case for Kentucky finishing in second, Missouri finishing in second, Florida finishing in second. That's become a trash division. Tennessee and South Carolina and Vanderbilt are all. Pretty much bye weeks, I think, right? Yeah, absolute butt sauce. Florida and Georgia, the only two somewhat quality teams in this conference. Missouri's kind of a, we've made the case for that. I think that's the most interesting storyline in the SEC East. Obviously, if Georgia cannot slip, yeah, and then Missouri, Georgia's schedule is so damn manageable that they have to be in the playoff. What do you What do you make of the SEC East, Nick? Yeah, if you've been listening to us at all, yeah, you know, this off season, we're all saying that it's Georgia's year. You know, everything breaks for them. They have the team, they have the schedule. If they don't do it this year, they may never do it. Um, so there's really not a contender here in the East. I mean, uh, you know, we pretty much know what Florida's going to do. I mean, Florida's not going to drop off a cliff, but 
it's kind of a rebuilding year with a new quarterback and new receivers and a new tight end and everybody they lost defense. to the NFL. That defense was trash Deep, last year. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah, exactly. So they they might not be able to rely as much on the offense this year. They're going to take a step back. They're still going to be a eight and four team or something. Uh, Missouri could be the team that bubbles up a little bit, but they're not going to contend with Georgia. And we know who Kentucky is. Kentucky is a six and six, seven and five program. And everybody else, Tennessee, South Carolina, Vandy, they're going to struggle to break 500. You so, know, but so, someone's got to win those games when they play each other. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I guess you know, but none of, but n- neither of those three are going to win all of them. So they're just going to trade off wins and losses. And yeah, so it's Georgia. You know, I mean, this is a pretty as good as the SEC is. This is a pretty easy conference to guess the uh, the conference championship in July. Is it? Yeah. Uh, Patty C you want to hit on anything with the SEC East? Let me see here. Uh, is anything making the list? No. Georgia taking the final steps. The only uh, bullet point I got SEC West. I think we all have Bama. Is there another storyline? Is it Harson? Is it oh, coach? O? can he get that back rolling? Is it Leach or Kiffin? I got a and M. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. A and M too. Yeah. A and M is probably the, the a and yeah. Bama game is going to be awesome because uh, fucking Fisher talks shit. Yeah. And because they might have enough to give them a game. Uh, also leads Kiffin development slash showdown makes the list. Are they going to get better? And that game is going to be fun Egg again. Bowl on Thanksgiving. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, that's one of the best games of it's the year becoming uh, a game. I truly appreciate. Yes. Yes. Well, believe it or not. I think the sec West is almost more up in, up in the air than the sec East. Cause I, nobody can touch Georgia in the East this year. Meanwhile, in the West, I mean, you'd be a fool to, to put money on any team other than Bama. But if this, this is a year where somebody else could potentially win. It happened a few years ago when Auburn went yeah. to the SEC championship, it LSU. happened when LSU it happened, went, yeah, yeah. you know, so it's not a foregone conclusion that Bama just rolls through here. A and M is a legit contender. I, I don't know if I trust Jimbo, but you know, I mean, he's got the team here. Minus Cullen Mond, <laughs> that might be addition yeah. by subtraction. <laughs> Auburn is there. LSU, Ole Miss, if they they could play a lick of defense. Uh, the SEC West is actually pretty interesting. I mean, I'm still picking Bama to be honest with you. Yeah, uh, but it's interesting at least. I agree, but it's still Bama, Georgia, and I got Bama winning that. So Patty C, you gonna go A and M, A and M, Georgia? Uh, no, do it. <laughs> He's not home. No. Uh, let's let's all your, what's your invitational preview? The four team invitational. Oh boy. If I had to guess off the top of my head, I haven't really previewed or considered all well, the you said Oklahoma's in Oklahoma, Ohio state, uh, Alabama and Clemson. Okay. Nick, Georgia, Clemson, Oklahoma, Ohio state. So boring. Mm. Yeah. I'll I'll Please, go with let's go uh, to twelve immediately. I'll Please. go I'll go Clemson, Bama, Clemson, Bama, Oklahoma, Ohio State. So you got Bama beating Georgia in the SEC championship? I do. I think Georgia's got that Norwood thing about them. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Might be right. But anyway. All right, guys. If you're a first time listener to the college football experience, make sure you subscribe. We're breaking down all 130 college football teams. There's a podcast for each single FBS team. And there's going to be there's two for some Boise State, Liberty, Northwestern, some others coming. Um, and uh and also make sure you check out the college basketball experience where we talk college basketball year round. 
And uh, and yeah, I mean, come on, subscribe. Me, Patty CNC, Nick. We've been over 500 each and every season, handicapping every single Division One college football and college basketball game as a collective, but also independently. We've been over 500 for each season, each sport. Uh, so subscribe. We we're also way over 500 on our locks. We give you all of that on the SGPN app. Download that app. It's free in the App Store, or Google Play Store. You get all of our picks, all of our interviews. We just had Phil Steele, Jim McMahon. Uh, Randy cross, Mike Leach all on the show. Go check those out. Uh, you'll get them all when you download the app, but look, uh, when you download the app, give us a five-star review, say some nice things about us. If you do take a screenshot, find me on Twitter at the Colby D show me that screenshot. We'll send you a brand new college experience t-shirt uh, at the Colby D. Give me a follow as well. And Patty C's on Twitter at Patty C eight, three, one, give him a follow NC Nick's on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K. Give him a follow in the college football experience new to Twitter at TCE on SGPN. Give them a follow and the sports gambling podcast networks on Twitter at the SGP network. Give them a follow. All right, folks, this is the college football experience. You better start thinking about yours. And we're out.